baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 10.35 as we bring in Tori Van Oot from Axios. Joins us every Tuesday, usually at 9.30, but uh, she agreed to bump later for us. We appreciate that. I brought up the flag, Tori, because what? We've got to ask her about the phone calls. We will. We'll get okay. to that. Okay. we got a lot of stuff. All right. But let's start with the flag. <laughs> okay. See, it was ridiculous. They were, first. They, got, they put up every single uh, idea they got, even... I don't want to see your toddlers. Stick Tori, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the general public. I don't want to see your kids stick <laughs> flag idea. No. So they put no. all of them on the website, but apparently we're whittling down to five. Is that right? And that happens today? That is the goal. The meeting of the new state uh, you know, flag design and emblems commission starts, I think, around noon, around midday today. If they've budgeted five hours this afternoon with the option of going longer tonight. I mean, you know, they've got, this has been quite the saga, this new panel to pick a new state flag and seal. And as you mentioned, we got, they got thousands of submissions, some which were really great. Some which were like clearly jokes or wacky. And someone just submitted a picture of their dog. (laughs) Yeah. There were pictures of like wood. yeah, there were some that appeared to be maybe just like a phone, a pocket dial. Yeah, like accidental pocket picture from the camera. <laughs> That's but, hilarious. Um, so they have to go through all these, but still there are a lot of legitimate designs in there. And I think uh, what my understanding of what's going to happen is each member of this panel is going to pick uh, some of their favorites and they'll debate and discuss and see if they can come up with five. You know, the deadline is coming up at the end of the year here for uh, for the uh, the panel that was created by the legislature to pick a new state flag. And then, of course, you know, really the power lies with them. Unless the legislature vetoes it, like overrides it, it's supposed to start flying next next spring. Tori, so, any scoop on like what the finalist flags look like? <laughs> no. I mean, you can go through all of all of the submissions are online. Yeah, I have. Publicly. And some of them are really so, dumb. Some of them are really dumb. I, okay, I won't say dumb. Some of them are really creative, Jordana. Stupid. Creative. No, creative. dumb. <laughs> but, Sorry. you know, I, there are some themes, right? There are some themes, kind of like a North Star theme, some green, some blue, uh, some more kind of simplistic, kind of blocky designs. That's something that flag experts, I think, say is often a good thing, like a flag that can be easily recognized by mm-hmm. people and kind of comprehended and understood. So. I would look at them to maybe emphasize some of those types of designs over the dog selfie, but yeah. Yeah. we'll see. Uh, but it should uh, be fun, and, and they'll be released. They'll be all over the news. Folks will see them. They'll be all over the news tonight and tomorrow. Great, great topic, uh, topic of conversation for your Thanksgiving oh, dinner table. Oh, yes, for sure. For sure. And, but on that no- Minnesota should fly. On that note, though, you know about vetoing, but let's say next year the uh, House flips back to Republicans – I mean, to me, this sounds like one of those issues where Republicans would say that the flag was fine. We don't need to change it. Would there be like a I mean, could this be an ongoing fight? Oh, I haven't heard anything okay. about about that. And right. it would be next year is in the session that starts in February. So it'll be the current house. Yeah, don't make like trouble. It, legislators, okay, yep. And you'd have to have a majority of legislators in the, the chambers say, 
we hate this design so much uh, right. that we want to reject it. So, uh, but we'll, anything, anything can happen. Well, Adam is just trying to stir the pot here. I'm not. So don't I don't listen want to. Adam, no, I don't want to. I, I love want stirring it. the pot. I, I do love not. It. I love it. Hey, that could be a flag design. Stir the pot. Stop it. How about one that would change Ooh, colors, like in it. different kinds of weather? Can you oh, not like make it, it more like complicated? Like a mood ring. Yeah, like a, a mood, mood ring. ring. Like a mood flag. You know, when Minnesota gets cold, the flag turns to, like, just black. <laughs> Sorry. We, let's, we, we hate our lives We're here. moving on from the flag. I'm so over the flag. Tori, we talked last week about Governor Wall's trip uh, to Australia, and people were saying, ah, do you really need a trip? Governor Walls, of course, defended it and said, you know, in-person relationships are really important if we're trying to create some business. So uh, I know you have a follow-up on that. Was it worth it? Well, uh, several kind of experts and folks involved in the trip and folks involved in past administrations on similar trips say it was. We don't know all of the results of this particular trip yet. They, of course, just got back from this trade mission to Australia over the weekend, but we did hear from, you know, the president of the Minneapolis Regional Chamber kind of told us that there were some real prospects of of partnerships and investments emerging. So, you know, time will tell. But what we've heard from, you know, both experts from the University of Minnesota Business School, from a representative from Tim Pawlenty, former Republican Governor Tim Pawlenty's administration, is that uh, the consensus or general view is that those face-to-face relationships do matter and the opportunity to meet and discuss and talk about potential ways to partner. Now, how that actually translates to like direct dollars invested in Minnesota, jobs in Minnesota, it's hard to draw a straight line, right? Because there's all sorts of factors that play into these kind of global trade decisions and deals. Um, But, you know, time will tell. And of course, you know, one thing we heard from the medical alley, kind of the med tech world is, they also see a benefit in it. They sent a representative on this trip. Um, but again, the direct line is hard to, to draw because in, in that world in particular, sometimes developments in medical technology or partnerships are one, two, three, four, five years down the line, right? Yeah. When something actually comes together with technology, with innovation, with opportunities. So um, we haven't heard the governor's doing an event, a highway event today, but he'll be back in town for the local turkey presentation tomorrow and so i'm sure we'll be asking about him about some of those findings i i feel like this is one of those issues where you know if it's your guy or if it's your person and then you 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 say it's a good idea and if not it just gives you another chance to criticize that being the governor of the state you're also the salesperson for the state you also mm-hmm. are the marketer of the state and let's be honest with you we've got a lot of big companies in this in in this state that do a lot of business internationally, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I feel like this is much ado about not a lot. I think that these trips are worth it, I think, when it all is said and done. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And that's what some folks said. It's just even the companies that already have relationships and partners, it's kind of like a morale boost or a special thing to have a governor from the U.S., to have you know CEOs from these different companies, the president of the University of Minnesota, you know, from the higher education standpoint in terms of recruiting students, 
you know, exchange students, that sort of thing. It kind of is a, a special thing and people do put some stake in it. Um, and of course, on the cost perspective, there is a cost. We're still waiting for the final costs. There is a cost to taxpayers for the governor, his aides, you know, some of his commissioners, but all of those representatives from the business community, et cetera, who go on these trips, they pay their own way. So it's not like the state is paying for, you know, the executive from Delta to right. fly. I'm, I'm right. sure he has miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so we'll get some more details hopefully soon in the governor. Uh, we'll be asking him, you know, tell us what he thinks that, you know, the, the takeaways here were. For people that were, you know, um, talking about how we don't text or we text and we don't take phone calls. I do agree that in-person meetings matter. And making an effort to shake hands or give a hug or talk in person, it does matter. So um, I, I am okay with it, and I think it does help. Uh, let's let's uh, switch focus a little bit to um, this national democratic group that is now interested in the special election for a Minnesota House seat. Uh, the the Democratic legislative campaign is adding Bianca Vernig. She is a DFL nominee to House District 52B and uh, its candidate program. Uh, who is Bianca Vernig? What's the story behind the story here? Yeah, Bianca is one of the candidates running in a special election early next month for a South Metro uh, House seat. includes Mendota Heights, part of Mendota, part of Egan. And that's open because former DFL representative Ruth Richardson uh, resigned to focus on her job at the helm of Planned Parenthood. Um, this is not a super, super competitive seat. The uh, Ruth Richardson won it with over 60% of the vote in the last election, though it was a swing district in years past. But why it matters and the reason we're seeing a little bit of interest from these national groups committed to legislative majorities is uh, that every incumbent seat matters when you're talking about a narrowly divided House, right? All 134 seats in the House, uh, the House DSL's majority is at stake in next year's 2024 elections. And so, you know, Democrats are looking to throw this up, solidify, make sure they have a strong candidate who wins and, you know, with the power of incumbency is in a better position to protect the seat next year. Um, so, you know, it's a little bit symbolic adding these national groups, adding folks, to their kind of candidate watch list. We see it on the congressional level too from political groups at both sides. But it does signal kind of the bigger stakes and the interest that groups nationally are going to have in uh, the state legislative elections next year. Because again, the DFL trifecta could be on the line. The Republicans could take back control of the House and we'd be back at, uh, you know, divided government. And it's going to be decided by just a handful of those districts next year. Maybe one side of the flag could be like Minnesota Republicans and the other side of the flag could be Minnesota Democrats. <laughs> I'm just coming. I'm spitballing here. I mean, we still have time to change. Sure. The flag. No, we don't. Yeah. You should have submitted already. They're now down okay. to five. I did send a photo. Yeah. What did you send your dog? Oh, it's like a picture of wood. Just a yeah. Mountain Dew. Just a yes. big, big, big can of Mountain big Dew. Big can of Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Or, the, or the state soda. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, right. You mentioned that the governor has something to do with turkeys tomorrow. Are we pardoning Minnesota turkeys too? Or we had Minnesota turkeys be pardoned by President <laughs> Biden. What left? What Not, left is there to do with Minnesota turkeys other than eat them on Thursday? They are not as going to be as famous Good. as Liberty and Bell. Good. Our Taylor Swift bubble bath 
hockey mall of America loving big, beautiful birds that got their moment in the sun at the White House uh, yesterday. But the governor in Minnesota does do what they call a turkey presentation for various reasons. They uh, don't call it a pardon here. I think one of the rationale used to be that the governor in Minnesota doesn't have a unilateral pardon power, technically, even though this is all very silly. But uh, the turkeys do get to like in the past. I've lived on a hobby farm, I believe. And we will have a turkey. We'll have another political turkey event for you, Adam. So let the let the joke fly. I I got one. Here's the perfect name for Minnesota's turkey this year. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. Feeding our future. How about that? Oh, oh awful. my goodness. Too soon? Awful. Well, Tori, before we let you go, uh, what's your plan? Who's cooking and what's your favorite part of Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, uh, my in-laws are coming over and I have a really good friend from college who I haven't seen in years who's also coming from out of town to spend Thanksgiving with us. Um, and my favorite, well, I love my mom makes a really good creamed onion recipe mm. that I will be making this year. Nice. Um, but I just love, I'm a more savory person. I like the more savory sides, like the stuffing, but I just like spending time with family. So I think that'll be really fun. And I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and all of your yeah. uh, listeners do too. Thank you, sweetheart. Thanks, Tori. So yeah. She likes her family. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, I still like mine. Really She's like on the radio. Family. She has to say that. You have to say that. You can't really be honest. I heard the, t- no, I heard no, the, I, really I heard, like I heard the uh, yeah. change in her voice. She said, my in-laws are coming yeah. over. Right? I really can't <laughs> no, wait no. to spend no, time with them. Jackie's listening. Hi, Jackie. We love you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I like mine, too. Yeah. Thanks, Tori. Happy Thanksgiving. They're wonderful. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. Bye. Tori Manute from Axios. She's texting right now. They were kidding. They were kidding. She's texting her mother-in-law. I'm kidding. (laughs) I think my turkey name is great. Feeding our future. The turkey will feed our future. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.